Rewinds, your weekly look into the world of extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. And we are looking at the last two go-home shows for Hardcore Heaven 1999. You've got myself, Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Um, it's it's the build-up. We're, we're on our way to, to the... the... Match made in heaven. No, that's something different, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, we're we're on our way to hardcore heaven. Like I know, obviously, we watch it at a different pace to, you know, what it was. But God, this has come out quick, no? It feels like it. Um, I mean, you know, bearing in mind how long we waited for the first pay per view, um, and then they were like really in between. There's a big old game between pay-per-views. Yeah, it does feel now like it's you know almost to to the old WWE standard. I mean, it must be you know one every couple of months at this point. Yeah, it feels um, like four and that's without a year, doesn't it? And that's without the super shows that we don't get all of. So yeah. it would have been only a few minutes ago that we were watching CyberSlam. If so. Yeah, no, so I think um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I mean, I'm looking forward. I mean, we went through the card last week. We'll probably go for it again in this one as well. But um, yeah, really, really looking forward to it. Um, this week we're looking at episode three hundred and fifteen and three sixteen. That's the bottom line. What? Um, at VCW Hardcore TV. We're still in nineteen ninety nine. No, seriously, the, the, the signal crackled there. What? <laughs> still in May? We're still in May, aren't we? We are still in May. 9th of May, 3.15 to start it off. Um, highlights of what we discussed last week. Tommy Dreamer, Shane Douglas, Lance Storm, Just Incredible, Francine getting smacked in the face. That's basically the kick off the show. It was the hot angle of last week, the big finish. It makes perfect sense to recap this. But um, yeah, not a lot more to be said about it, I guess. Uh, yeah, it, it, a lot from last week. It was um, a good angle. Um, poor franchise, you know, just just hobbling around. Uh, used tried to use his boot as a weapon. We're informed this time. Yeah, um, I'm not sure, but okay. I feel like that. I'm not sure, but ever to get to know that bitch B-Y-T-C-H's name. It's weird, like they always spell it instead of saying it. So, but they can say shit and fuck. We, yeah, and I'm assuming that's just kind of like quirky or something. But for this one, it does feel, and it really kind of stood out to me. The point where I kind of went, "Oh, okay, maybe it's probably that." Then was um, the the. I was going to say Sable promo. I don't mean Sable promo. Um, Tammy? No. Um, Francine promo. I can't believe I almost forgot Francine's name. The beautiful extreme who I adore. And I almost forgot her name. Um, Yeah, so the Francine promo in a minute where she, you know, you are such a bitch and that's B-Y-T-C-H. 
I'm assuming it's something to do with television standards. I'm assuming that they, by by making it spelt differently, they can get away without it being beeped or anything on on TV. Um, because I, you know, I, I understood um, why. That's probably generous. I, I think I understood why Styles kept talking about it, and for me, it was about that separation between, you know, the the, the piss take between, you know, Tamilin Sitch and Tamilin Bitch. Yeah. Um, so I thought I got that, and but then when it's kind of weirdly out of context in the middle of a promo you're such a bitch be y-t-c-h it just felt like it must be trying to get round kind of standards and practices or something yeah i mean um i mean yeah it makes sense i mean it must be something it must be a silly reason like that because yeah, it just it did too much emphasis on it every time yeah it to be, but it's just get a proper name drop in the second episode. But obviously, we'll pick that up. We'll, we'll, oh, I've, I've, yeah, we'll get there. My got God, we he's get got there. some notes. I feel like you got some notes. Uh, I've got some opinions. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we get that. So we dive into a primer with Cyrus with Steve Carino. Um, oh, speaking of opinions, I really felt I was watching. Stevie Richards 2.0 here. I felt it was five steps forward with Steve Carino, then like seven steps back with this. I just, I don't know. I wasn't, I, I didn't hate it, but I just felt he just kept shouting, You're the new Stevie Richards. Um, yeah, I mean, his, his, you know, tank top, you know, boob tube style midriff help. showing top didn't help because it was, it was. And you know, very a little early, bit more kind of whatever. Block kind of Richard's hair as well. Yeah. Um, I had less of an issue with um, that part. Yeah. And I had less of an issue with, with, with I was going to call him Stevie Richards there, Steve Carino there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the fact that this started off with... Um, you know, it's all right. I've got creative control over both of our characters, and then uh, you know, ah, uh, you know, Taz has got heat with you. You know, he's up with you because of the rib. You know, and you, and the boys and the and you're kind of sitting there going, "Oh God, we're we're, we're just so inside, aren't we? This is cool. We we all get to be one of the boys. Yay!" Yeah, I get that. It was just yeah, so it strugg- I struggled with with that whole bit because it was just too much, uh, and you know, Carino is the the chicken shit heel of you know. Oh, but I, I didn't realise it was going to get heat. You know, I didn't want to piss. I, I want to be just like him. I want to be his taxi. But I thought, oh, that was great. I, I you know, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. that. Um, Cyrus in the sea in his suit made no sense, but I was here for it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, just just then we got on to brother, brother, brother. Yeah, so that sort of happened. I mean, like I said, it wasn't it wasn't the strongest um, anything, anything. But um, I mean, it didn't do anything. I mean, it's it's in theory, it's built 
um, theory it's built more towards Carino and, and Taz because, you know, it turns out it was all Carino's idea. Yeah. But, you know, that's not added anything to it. It's not added any heat to it. It's not any, you know, that's not, that's not a revelation. Um, and there's too much separation as well. I mean, the, the, where, where's Candido and Carino now? Like, why is this not a thing? Why is Candido not made, not triple threat, but almost like a mock of triple threat, but a really kind of a version that you know isn't as good? Yeah, just so to, help with, to help with him being delusional. Like yeah, they put a young Carino and I don't know, Chetty, for example, two people that are just, or a roadkill or something. You know what I mean, some people obviously aren't on the yeah. par of the original ones yet. But sort of would then have him like, I've got my own group now. I'm the leader. I'm the man. And just have this, it could go with the whole sort of delusional sort of gimmick that he's sort of somewhat doing. Because he can I mean, pull those you know, sort of bearing in mind you're not going to get out of the spotlight anyway. Just have Tammy as the third of the triple threat. Well, yeah. Like he just could be Carino, Candido and Tammy. It worked perfect. And he could sort of go on. And it wouldn't be a knock on anyone because it would help build... Karina, I'm booking like this is happening now. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think it would have been funny to give sort of Candido his own sort of group, so he could say he was the leader and he's he used to be. Now he's the leader, and has you know just has to be like your mentor. It could have been quite cool. But I guess they just ran out of yeah. time. Really, I think. Yeah, just not um, to be. Speaking of Taz, he's up next. And in a weird way, this is sort of maybe one of my favourite sort of tags, Taz segments we've seen in a while. It's a bit of um, I understand, you know, you've got slight issues and we'll sort of get to that. So I, I, I like chunks of this. The, the premise of this, I, I was a big fan because it was different. It was so different yeah. to anything we've seen. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't understand the beginning. Um, I'm not sure why Judge Jeff Jones is your I, I interviewer. Especially when they're, they're still showing promos for Sid. Yeah. If, if Sid was gone and he was trying to sort of go back in saying he kept getting picked on, and that's what pushed him to go find Mike Awesome because he was fucking fuming about the way he was getting treated and he wanted revenge on everyone. It could be a good sort of in-betweeny bit, but Sid's still around. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, I, I so I didn't understand the in. Um, I like some of the promo. Uh, so right, so. Do you want to explain it a little bit and then I'll, I'll pick it to shit? Like yeah, so basically, so Taz is walking. Judge Jeff Jones um, basically questions you about uh, Candido and all this. And he's just like, oh, Candido got me good when he jumped me. Proper got me. He could be, you know, kind of very just like he's bored of the same questions. Bubblegum baby face, you know. Oh, golly gosh. I yeah, just going to have to be at his bet, isn't he? Oh, four weeks. Yeah. Didn't see that yet. He, yeah, he did. For the last, like, three weeks, 
he's been quizzed about basically Kenny every time he turns up in the building. So I think he's almost just tried to play it differently here, and it's great because it's it's so sort of sarcastic and everything that it fits him absolutely perfectly. He's just like, oh yeah, he got me good, definitely got me, and I don't know what I'm going to do, kind of thing. Um, he walks off, and basically just then walks up behind Judge Jeff Jones, whacks him in the Taz mission, sort of starts to choke him out, and he's like, you know, you tell Candido what this feels like, you tell Candido, and all that sort of stuff. And I thought it was really cool. So that bit liked, and then just basically just sort of says fuck it and just walks straight through a door which I didn't realise was the door straight into the arena yeah and then that's it he's suddenly um, on his way to the ring with music playing and they say the show hasn't started yet no it's kind of like 10 minutes to bell time Um, everyone's in the concession still getting their snacks Um. But but the problem with this is you end up with Taz just talking to an empty arena. And, you know, it's a really cool moment for the the, the 10% of people that got to their seats early. And you can see yeah. people rushing in as his music's playing and they can hear him cutting a promo. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like I said, to start off with, um, literally thought it was super cool. Loved it in a way. But yeah, like I said, it was just showed a, um, just showed a side of the arena, didn't it? It just almost needed to. I mean, in a world where we have grown up with hearing how Paul Heyman's strength is accentuate the positives, hide the weaknesses. Yeah. To have your champion cutting a promo to an empty building feels weird. And yes, you've got the the, the, the kind of the shock factor of, you know, and he just walks out and anything can happen at ECW. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's, he's cut a promo to an empty arena. Yeah, no, agreed. And um, it would have been crazy as a fan because basically the show hasn't started and you're like, I'm oh, missing the champion. Is this is this the only time I'm getting to see Taz? Like, so that would be a bit of a head fuck as well. But um, yeah. yeah, overall, I liked the whole thing. Um, basically, guy came up to him and says, look, the show hasn't started yet. Can you just come back? Um, Taz ended up beating him up. Another funny thing where this guy was like sort of knocked out on the floor and Taz kept asking and the guy would be like, oh, but what if Candido like beats you? And he's like, wrong answer. And just starts sort of slapping him around mm. <laughs> a few times. I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was, I, thought it was I, funny. I liked chunks of it. I just, I, 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 it's again, that presentation piece of, I, know, I, I think, that I, yeah. I think they do so well with some of the bits they do. And then, you know, just like the other, you know, however long ago it was Taz getting out the limo. Yeah. It's kind of like, there's just at some points where it's just like, but why? Why, why, why do that? You know, why have him come out and slag off the belt that he's, he's created? You know, this don't mean shit. Um, you know, there's so many points where you're just like, but, but why? Just that bit there. You know, I, you can have him run out in his street clothes at the beginning of the show. Yeah. And cut this promo. 
and you can still have the whole kind of holy shit and he's cross and anything can happen but at least he's cutting it to people rather than empty chairs yeah no 100% um there's an advert for Hardcore Heaven which is run a few times throughout the shows we should watch that we should watch that um let's watch that next week we'll do it next week yeah let's watch it next week let's do it next week why not so it's people we're doing it next week um, Rob Van Dam versus Bubba Ray Dudley for the ECW television title. The main thing I took away from this is I'm always, I know he started off as a singles wrestler and sort of ended up as a singles wrestler, but I'm always so impressed with Bubba as a singles wrestler. Yes. He, there's so many tag team wrestlers that sort of have always like floundered, especially when they're in really good tag teams. But um, Yeah. Wow, he can he's such a great singles wrestler. He really is. He really is. Um really, you know, both the Dudleys have had really good singles matches. Yeah. With RVD. And a lot of that, you know, is is obviously RVD's just on fire at this point. Um but there's you know, there's a compelling nature to it. You you know, you you feel that both of them kind of feel as if there's jeopardy for RVD, which is hard at the moment because he's had that belt for over a year. Um, yeah. So yeah, trying to put him in jeopardy is kind of a tough one, but um, yeah, no, it really was. It was a, it was a good match. Yes, it's really good. Um, no surprise RVD picks up the win as we know, obviously the rain continues. This isn't sort of, sort of crazy news, but it is amazing. Um, in this week's Hills and Faces, <laughs> been so, a while since uh, we played this. So, Devon attacks RVD. Yep. Lynn attacks RVD. Yep. Credible and Storm attack Lynn. Yep. Sabu comes out and attacks anyone that moves. Yep. Uh, I know, obviously, ECW is much more than anyone sort of a shade of grey. But who's the heels and who's the faces? Uh, apart from the people who are absolutely heels. Yeah. So it's kind of like super heels or semi heels, super heels and tweeners. It's not anything else. So, yeah. Um, last week, or one of the episodes last week, I'm sure, ended with the Dudley boys sticking up the middle fingers to Storm Incredible. Yeah. After fucking them over, because they were meant to take out RVD, win the tag belts, which is what Devon pinned him, and that led to this kind of thing. And they were meant to hand it over, and then didn't hand it over. So there's there's a feud there, except there's not. Well, yeah. So it's just kind of. And like... instead, they run out to beat up Jerry Lynn. Yeah, because Jerry Lynn's got a match with Just Incredible. That, that's the thing. I mean, you could have again easily gone into this pay per view with um, the yet to be named Impact players versus the Dudley Boys for taking titles. Yes, because that was the match you'd built. That's the match you built. Um, Just Incredible sort of has a thing with Sid, didn't we say? And Bubba yeah, sort of has a thing. Yeah, Bubba sort of has a thing with Taz. Yep. 
So none of them were really involved in anything. No, the Dudleys have a title match as well. I remember. But um but yeah, it just it was it could have easily been, I think. Yeah, and it's again just one of those kind of weird you know what what you what you're doing. Um, yeah. You know, I understand. Well, no, I don't, because Jerry Lynn kind of does the baby face kind of, I'm here to make the save, but I fucking hate you myself. On which yeah. case, why? I mean, you know, the, but the title's been won. He's, he's, he's won the match. Yeah. So you've not got a danger of, oh, shit, he might lose the title, which means I don't get to win it on, on, at the pay-per-view. That's the thing. I mean, my, my sense would have been, he wins the match, Dudley Boy's attack him he comes out and he saves RVD in the risk of RVD getting injured and getting taken out of the pay-per-view and then they have this weird sort of like send-off where they sort of stare at each other and then you know maybe one of them hits each other with the other one yeah but I mean even if you do it to save so so you can and he just walks off to the the back shouting no excuses You've got no excuses. I want you at your best. I don't want you injured. You have no excuses. I want you at your best. Yeah, and then you'd think, okay, and that sort of... I mean, it will add, it would continue to add to Chump Jerry Lynn, who won the belt and then gave it up because he didn't win it fair. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's a different piece. Mm. But, um, yeah, so that, that was... Um... That was this week's one because that was confusing. Um, yeah. Justin Credible versus Jerry Lynn is up next. Before the match, I thought Justin Credible was quite cool. Basically, he says he's having a flashback of kicking his ass all last year. He says RVD has been ducking him. So asked him to put his title shot on the line. And we don't actually get an answer from Jerry Lynn. I mean, we know the answer is yes because he's, he's you know, a, a really dumb baby face at the moment. Um, yeah, but I just thought it was just um, strange that it wasn't just a definitive kind of, you know, like I said, full on baby face, easy kind of, you know, thing. But it does show how far Jerry Lynn's come. And I think that's why it was sort of important to reflect on the feuds because they yeah. haven't ignored it. And the fact that he has won now, sort of showing that's not me anymore. Right. I'm the new effing show. Look where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, really interesting to, to, to hear that both of them have been in the company since December 1997. So this is their 18-month kind of point. Yeah. Um, which is just, you know, incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I did appreciate the, the recognition. Maybe you didn't need to point out just how, how it was a summer series because yeah. you're just pointing out how many times they've wrestled before. Well, you just mentioned um, that he beat him at the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or involved in really hot feud last year or something. I mean, it wasn't overly hot. Most of it didn't make TV. Well, we didn't know the summer series until the very last match. We just fought their fight every week. Until they woke us up when September ended. (laughs) Timely. Um, Um, Yeah. Good match, though. Great match. You know, these two always had great matches. Like I said, they even had great matches with a few picked up again in um, early days of TNA. 
they sort of always they've always had good chemistry. I think even when the um, extreme reunion stuff was going on, these two I think had matches in cage matches and stuff, mm. and they've always sort of they've always clicked. So really good stuff. Um, Dreamer gets involved at the end, and so does Storm, and it sort of all comes to and flows. And that's it. Yeah, I mean it was good. It was it was um, a, a very good match. It wasn't. Um completely derailed and destroyed by um storm getting involved no which is good um yeah i was happy definitely it's the end of the show next week is the 16th of may 1999 episode 316 yes there it is um kicks off with footage of chris candido um, looking around an injured Chris Chetty. Chris Chetty then starts getting takes to the back and Candido attacks him. Shades of what Taz did to him but a few weeks ago. Uh, yes. Um, Didn't so... mind this. Would have liked a little more context of it though. Like, sh- you know, showing the match I... or... I, 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 it did nothing for me just because it was too much of a parody of what happened. Um, we don't know how he got injured. We don't know if if Candido injured him, um, or if he's just kind of like jumping in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just kind of a little context would have been nice, strengthening for it. That's fair. That's unfair. So basically, that happened, and that then led to the one and only Taz um, emerging himself. Basically, so he sort of um, then came out, cuts a quick promo on Candido, says that on his best day, he couldn't beat him. And then he went on to um, attack Chris Chetty himself, which I thought was actually quite quite sort of good because he made a reference about your attacking my blood and all this. They basically just went on to beat the crap out of him to prove that he doesn't care about anyone but himself. I, I feel we've seen this before, though. Yeah. Um, with with Taz and with this, and, and and it's it struggles because, um, you know, beating up Candido after breaking his neck was was one thing, yeah. Um, and it was kind of heelish, but you know, one thing. Um, to then beat up your babyface cousin. Who's broken his neck? Yeah, just felt quite heelish. I don't, I, I don't understand the whole part of it. So, so it became quite weird to to see this as the whole kind of ah, uh, yeah, no, he's 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 he's, he's someone we cheer is, is Taz because he he. You know, it's kind of a don't trust anything style thing, and you know, no one's important. I don't care. Um, you know, think you can get through to my me by beating up my family. I don't give a fuck about my family. Look what I'll do to them. Yeah, but it just it it, it all it just didn't quite hit for me. This no, their this... their feud as a whole just has, and and you know, the pay per view match isn't going to help. Um, it's just not got there for me. I mean, if anything, I've really been surprised how much they're actually referenced as sort of family on this. Yeah. 
I, I didn't think it was, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're learning to a bit, but I didn't think it was ever this much. I really didn't. No, I mean, it, it, it's, it's like his introduction. He's the first graduate of the House of Hardcourt as his cousin, Chris Jetty. Well, that's it. It's all just... Um... Didn't he, Wasn't he part of Team Taz at one point? Wasn't that where he got beaten up for the first time? I'm trying to think who it was that did it. It wasn't Sabo. Um, I thought Taz beat him up. It Taz did, but I, I thought someone else... Beat him up to get to him. Yeah. Yeah. Taz's feuded with... Was it Shane Douglas? Was it Shane Douglas? Feels like it, it could have only been Shane Douglas. Brackus? No, I mean Brackus. No. Um, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so that sort of all happened. Bam, bam. Potentially. Could have been triple threat, sort of. It feels know. bam, bam-ish. I can't remember him doing it, but it does feel bam, bam-ish. It does feel bam, bam-ish. feels sort of, yeah. Feels sort of triple threat in the ring. Kind of bam, bam adjacent. Mm. Um. Interview, just incredible, Lance Storm and the crew um, all come out. Basically, they have a document saying that Sabu is banned from all buildings and competing in the USA. Um, these two are so good. Like, they, Yeah. I mean, obviously, just incredible's confidence in this character is going strength from strength from week to week. But Lance Storm's as well is literally speeding from where he sort of was his little sort of you know lines in between lines um just yeah i really have nothing bad to say about this yeah no i it, it was great and and i love um i love the fact that he continues to take credit for for stuff so you know I'm the guy that that meant that you don't see the Sandman anymore. I'm the guy that did this. I'm the guy that did that, and I'm the guy that means that you you, you don't get to see uh, Sabu. Well, that, that, that was the thing that he did, which I thought was really clever. He basically said, "I'm the guy that was why you don't see the Sandman. I'm the guy is why you don't see Shane Douglas, and we're the guys is to why you don't see Sabu." So almost by him throwing we at the end, it put more sort of emphasis on his cocky single brags beforehand. Yeah. It made it feel a lot more conscious that he did this and no one else is taking credit for it. He's not sharing it with anyone. He did this. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of, I feel added to that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, that was great. That's, that's the thing. Uh, next up, Guido versus El Musco del de Mercy. There we go. The Mosquito uh, of Mercy. Can't lie, a decent match. I just couldn't get into it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good match. I don't understand the back and forthness of it, and I kind of was expecting both to lose. Yeah feels like a Sid run-in or something just because of you know the, 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 the two lower names that are put out there. It was kind of, you know, almost a, the, the, 
the trying to redo the FBI yeah. feels really weird to me. Um, so, you know, they are, they are being put over something chronic now as, you know, this great combination and blah, 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 blah. And it's just quite a weird kind of suddenly, um, you know, oh, and, and we should be taking them seriously now. Um, and, you know, Guido will stretch you and he'll just punch you and blah, blah, blah. And it's all just a little bit odd. Um, so, yeah, solid, solid enough match. Yeah, no, um, agreed. Uh, promo from RVD and Bill Alfonso. Basically, promo starts about Alfonso completely losing so, his head. Technically, oh. isn't this the introduction of Takamishinoku, Tajiri, Super yeah, Crazy, no, and Nova? Yeah, yeah. fair. Because this, this, the, the timing of this interview confused me. Because they go through, they do the introductions, they introduce this tag match, yeah, and then they cut to this promo. Yeah, no, first introduced everyone for the matches next, and then yeah, that was a Nova did. sign. I, I, I can only imagine that was a plant, but there was a sign for Nova. No, I brought it with him. I think he held my sign today. I'll pick it up after the match. Um, yeah, so then into the promo. Um, on Alfonso's losing his head, just sort of screaming, quite hard to even understand what he's saying. He's sort of going that, so that sort of helps. Um, losing his head over the Sabu situation. RVD then asks if it's his turn yet. Yeah. Basically says that Jerry Lynn is bad for going after him when his pa- his partner's down and he's down, he's feeling down because of everything that's happening. And uh, I thought RVD absolutely stole it again here. I thought he was hilarious. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the only criticism I could make is it comes across that he's not taking um, uh, Jerry Lynn seriously. However, he's a heel. He considers himself to be the whole fucking show. He's not taking anyone seriously. That's the gimmick. So you kind of like let it go, really, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just um, it's just great, isn't it? Just sort of just um, yeah. RVD stuff's just super cool. Um, yeah, tag team match. We're tag team match. Tajiri and Tucker versus Super Crazy and Nova. Nova kind of massively does not fit into this match, but I understand. I was really interested to see Nova in this match in a whole kind of, you know, they've got him doing kind of more bits and more kind of techie, flyy kind of work rate style stuff. And is he going to be able to work that kind of hybrid Japanese lucha style that they've been doing? And, you know, that could be really good. And, you know, some of the creation of him and, Super crazy could be really, you know, I, I, I was really excited to, to see what this could be. Felt it could be a sneaky match of the week candidate just because Ooh. it's one of those kind of like, what on earth is going on? And then we come back from the promo. Yeah. And the FBI are out and beating up Nova. Because that's yeah. a feud. 
Uh, and they've been up in uh, pretty bad as well, to be honest. Now, what I will say, and I don't understand why the FBI are being over. I know that they had a match a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, who cares? Um, why, why little Guido is now taking lo- losses personally, I don't know. Um, but um, the novel on a table on the outside... Yeah. Big Sal up on the apron does a running elbow drop off of the apron through the table onto the concrete floor. Yeah. Um, I thought looked amazing. I did. I, I thought it was a very powerful spot. It looked like the kind of spot that would take you out. Yeah. Um, safe was, as anything. Safe for as both anything. people. But you looked out well without overworking again, like we said, sort of hide the negative, show the you know positive kind of thing. It felt like that, not overworking Sal to show that he can't work, just such a big man, just straight off the elbow, boom, you're dead. And the way he should be, he shouldn't necessarily he's shown so much weakness when he's too competitive with people. Yes, he should, he should rarely get involved. But if he does he get is, hold of you, you're in shit. You, he is a huge, huge guy, yeah, both in height and weight. So him coming off of the apron, through uh, dropping an elbow through a table onto the floor, should just fly. <clears> it's yeah, exactly anything. right. It's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah, agreed. Um, so it does. Uh, Spike gets involved. This match is just um, it's pretty nuts, all in all. Yeah, I mean, so Spike runs out and gets involved because because. Because yeah, just get them all involved, isn't it? I mean, I I did kind of love the idea of Tajiri and Taka as a team, mainly because I guess their gear sort of matched. So they had that sort of team vibe with sort of the blue and the white. I thought, yeah, they could be a team based off that. But um, um, for Tucker again, I thought like he looked like a million bucks here. I mean, yeah, I don't know whether they they thought he was sticking around or whether he was sent from the Fed and they were like, look, can you get this guy a bit of a buzz? But, um, yeah, he again, <clears throat> night and day to the way he was sort of treated on some of the WWE programming. I remember him nearly beating Triple H for the world title once and absolutely looking amazing in that. But apart from that, he didn't really get to do a great deal, did he? Yep. But, yeah. But, um, but yeah, great. Um, he did pick up the win as well. Hit the um, Mishinoku driver on. Super crazy. And um, yeah, leading to their match in the pay-per-view, they got a singles match that I'm absolutely buzzing for. It's, it's a match that I must have seen, but I've completely forgotten. Yeah. And um, cannot wait to see those two in a one-on-one match. It could be ridiculous. I, um, I, I cheekily liked the random matching tag team outfit as well. Both wearing kind of, you know, white and blue. That's why I said it is, it is, it's sort of a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Just, it's, just just, a, it's just their standard gear, but it just sort of worked. Kantai 2K. Yeah, and you kind of just sort of sat there and thought, you know, these, these two could have been like, you know, they didn't need to be, but they just could have been a sort of a TV thing. But I think the jury must be changing his gear soon, surely. Yeah, we'll find out, won't we? Um, 
Did we get a promo from Candido next, or was it a promo from Tommy Dreamer? Um, Dreamer, I don't remember seeing a promo from Candido on the show. Yeah, I, I can't. I think it's something. Um, yeah, Dreamer did a promo, basically just sort of. He, he did one of his like serious comedic promos, which he sort of keeps going through phases where he'll do like great stuff, but then he'll try to do bits like this where he'll be like, oh yeah, yellow, but the colour of your own piss on your face. And it's sort of a bit like, oh, I don't know. I just, I just think uh, he's better uh, than this. And he's doing it in his, in his Raven promo style again of yeah. really quiet and whispering as he talks about it and trying to be intense whilst making jokes about urine and samples. Then he goes on to talk about how he doesn't care about Lance Storm. Yeah. So it's all about Beulah. Tammy Lynn Bitch, B-Y-T-C-H. Dawn Marie. All right, okay, that's her name then, is it? Cool. All right, that's... that's. You know how we've spent weeks going, I wonder how she, she introduces herself for Dawn Marie. Uh, just, just cuts in a, ta- in a promo. Um, what we need now is, is Tommy Dreamer's next promo of, like, Jason. And jazz hanging around with just incredible. Oh, that's who she is. Okay, good. Um, so he goes on to say about Dawn Marie, you know, you're a ring rat. Yeah. Ask around. I get all of the rats that I want. Yeah. And then talks about pile driving her. And you're kind of sitting there going, ask around. I get all the rats that I want. Is that, I mean... But I feel like it's more was in his head. It probably felt a lot more sinister and cool than the way it sort of came across. What, just as like a sex pest? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, he just, he, he just probably did. I probably fuck just... all of the fans. <laughs> Ask your my own. wife, my wife was once wearing ring rats and I got her so I can get you too. No. All right. Right, never confirmed as his wife in the show and character versus real life. All right, there's, there's a difference. No, I'm the one being pulled lines. up on leave, this. Leave, I'm leave the one being okay. Sorry, <laughs> my girlfriend, because that was confirmed in the show. Girlfriend with a broken neck may not still be his girlfriend. We don't know. <laughs> True. Sure, he's given he up might have moved me. on to other ring rats because apparently he gets them all. Ask around. So, um, yeah, I was a dreamer. I'm ready for that match. And next up, we had about five minutes left on the show. So I thought, what's the point of even having this tag match? There's five minutes left. Nothing's going to fucking happen. I was so wrong. I cannot believe how much they crammed in in like the five, ten minutes this match was. It's ridiculous. Oh, God. This match went from like one to well, that's, that's because they suddenly just gave up showing the match. And then just kind of like, and then, and then, and then, and then. Yeah, this match just went from like one to a hundred to a level where I couldn't even comprehend the workout what was going on. There was like barbed wire. There was devastating chair shots. They're in the crowd. So it It starts, it starts with Balls and Axel wanting a title shot. Yeah. They don't want to wait. Yeah. And apparently sign guy Dudley is in the ring with a microphone because he's no longer a mute and 
you know, there is you're not getting a title shot because you don't deserve it. And there's nothing you can do that will make my brothers come out and want to give you a title shot. So they, they smack him with a chair. Apparently that's all they needed to do. Now, we've seen the Dudleys sacrifice Big Dick Dudley, Joel Gertner, Sign Guy Dudley for stuff. Yeah. Why, why are they coming out to save their brother? And in a whole, there's nothing you can do. This is probably the most obvious thing yeah. that they would have done. Yeah, like this, this, this is this is what they do. So yes, uh, so so this match started, and I thought the Dudley boys aren't good at keeping belts for long. No, we have a pay per view coming up next week. Yeah, ECW is famous for changing champions. Switches, yeah. Even before a pay per view, yeah, maybe this is a title change. And do you know the my, the reason I instantly moved away from that idea, Axel, because Axel Rotten's in the ring. And for some reason, although he's been a tag team wrestler since two thousand nineteen ninety three, being part of the Bad Breed and one of Terry Funk's few good men, and all the way through. There is something, and I don't know whether it's a rib on him, I don't know whether it's a joke, but for someone who's been in pretty much tag team exclusively since 1993, there is something about him never getting the tag championships. Yeah, which like we've said multiple times is, is a shame. Balls Mahoney will win him with anyone. Balls and Axel, never. Yeah. So that's the point. I realized it wasn't going to be a title change. But yeah, to your point, it, it then got weird. So they kind of did a thing and they came back from commercial break. And we just got highlights of a superplex that we missed during the commercial break through a table. And you're kind of thinking, well, show that. Um, yeah. And then they just kind of went into skip mode. And... I mean, I don't know whether this would have made more sense long form, yeah. but it was like, and then there was barbed wire, and then there was this, and then there was that, and then there were chair shots, and then there were tables, and then there was this, and then there was that, and then there was fire, and then there was, and you're just kind of sitting there, why, 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 why? But I, I, I love the fact that the Dudleys are so hardcore that they put on gloves to deal with the barbed wire. Because it wasn't a bit of barbed wire. It's this this sodding tube of barbed wire. Yeah, it was a big roll of barbed wire, wasn't it? Yeah, they didn't bother unwinding it. They just, you know, stuck it down and threw people into it. Which again works. It worked. No, like I said, it was um, yeah, it was all good. It was just all Fucking a bit crazy. Sort of, all sort of crazy, all in the same, wasn't it? I didn't really know. Sort of how or why this was happening, like it just I said this match just had so much sort of jam into it so quickly that my mind was just sort of um sort of blown with it all. But um yeah, fair enough, it's good and you know, leading to the pay per view. Uh, how did you find these two episodes and are you excited for the pay per view? 
Um, I I enjoyed them in the whole. Yeah, they confused me as as you have just heard, yep. but I enjoyed them as a whole. Um, and I'm excited for the pay per view. I'm always excited for the pay per views. Um, most of the time, it bears absolutely no resemblance to what we've just been told we're getting. But that aside, I'm always excited for the pay per views. I like that. Makes a lot of sense. And it is very, very true. So we've just been promised yeah. at the close of this show um, Taz and Candido yeah. in pretty vicious feud. Yeah. Um, uh, RVD and Jerry Lynn. Dreamer yeah. and Lance Storm. Yeah. Um, credible with Shane Douglas, which what which might be Shane Douglas's last match in ECW. Um, and Taka versus Super Crazy. I mean, that's that's um, men's one itself, isn't it? Really, I mean, this is stacked stacked card. Yeah. Would you like us to run down what we're going to get? Oh, no. Still, they do this every time. Yeah, go for it. So, we do get Candido versus Taz. Yep. But blink and you might miss it. Yep. Uh, we get the Dudley boys against uh, Balls Mahoney and Spike Dudley. I'm assuming uh, Axel Rotten is off because Balls Mahoney burnt his face by accident, which was the finish of the match. Uh, we do get Taka and Super Crazy. We get yeah. Tajiri and Little Guido. Yeah. Which makes... Okay. Um, we do get Dreamer and Lance Storm. Uh, we do get Jerry Lynn and RVD. We don't get Credible versus Shane Douglas because Shane Douglas is injured. Okay. Um, so we get... Jer- uh, just incredible versus Sid Vicious. Obvious switch. Um, and then we also get uh, Bubba Ray Dudley versus Taz. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm still excited for it. I'm sure it would deliver. It's, um, they always they, they put it out of the bag pay per view nights. Absolutely. I, I mean, the, the the quality of the matches on these cards usually um, saves it from everything and anything. Um, But yeah, it just remains interesting that, you know, never is there been really a, an organization where card subject to change feels like a promise that they're living up to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it seemed to be like they, they go to all the stuff they seem to always sort of change. I mean, like we said, like we look at last, you know, the last pay-per-view should have been like Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer and Public Enemy versus Dudley Boys and Candido versus Shane Douglas. And it's nowhere near what you sort of ended up getting. And um, they always seem to have these plans that never really unfold. But um, yeah, Lynn versus RVD is going to be, Tucker versus Crazy is going to be exactly that. And... Um, yeah, looking really forward to it. So make sure you come back next week to hear what we've got to say about that. 
If you want to get involved in the conversation, you can do at underscore sports arena. Um, again, loving it, loving the tags, peeps. It's great. Keep tagging us in any classic ECW dates, pay per views, things you remember. Tagging us in toys, um, whether it be customs or ones you've purchased. Love to see all that. Um, we'll like, share, comment on everything that's done because we love everything ECW. And um, yeah, back next week. Hey, Would you like to know my match of the week? Oh, shit. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Sorry. Let's do the show. I'm taking you um, week. I'm excited. I, I, I have two bits and they come up at the end of the show. And, uh, you know, I feel like my, this, is, this is uh, when you go to see a film and you sit for a whole sort of Marvel film to wait to the cool bit after the credits. <laughs> I can get away with it describing like that, right? Ah, uh, with, with a post credit scene. You're a post credit scene that people sit around and wait for. What's your match of the cool. week, Jay? Uh, I'm going to go with um, uh, Just Incredible versus Jerry Lynn. Um, it was a real toss-up between that and RVD versus Bubba Ray Dudley. I thought they were both really enjoyable for doing. Jerry Lynn is something that is, is really interesting and, and fun to watch. Um, yeah. And him kind of believing in himself as much as watching other people believe in him, I think, is, is quite interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, just incredible versus Jerry Lynn. Awesome. If you haven't seen that, make sure you go check it out on the network if you do not own it. Um, yeah. Now, are we, are we done? I forgot anything else about I think so. Uh, I, I think that's everything. So in that case, and I might have to change this after next week if Shane Douglas doesn't come back, but in that case, cut the fucking podcast. <laughs>